Hello and welcome to Professionally Speaking. For the last episode of this season, I'm your host, Rahan Ali Muhammad. Uh, just a quick one before we start. I would like to thank everyone for watching these last uh, seven episodes. I know this is going to be the finale, the eighth episode. And thank you very much to all the you know, guests that have come on, taken their time. I really appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get into the last episode of the season. So with me today, I have Radhika, who is a social media influencer. And something I feel that many people in my generation and a few generations just before me have wanted to get into. Good morning, Radhika. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you so much for hosting me. Um, yeah, sorry. I can hear a little bit of echo. Yeah, no, uh, that's okay. Is my audio so, okay? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, great. So, Radhika is a social media influencer. I'm sure you've probably seen her on Instagram or TikTok. A lawyer by profession. So, she makes videos about Kenya. And, I mean, you know, I've watched a few of her videos. Really interesting. So, do check out on Instagram. It's at Radhika X Core, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's Radhika, can you give us an introduction about yourself? You know, why did you get into social media influencing? Uh, why? I don't think um, there was a reason why particularly. I think I started posting online in um, 2017-ish, where influencers were just starting to blow up. There were a lot of YouTube influencers, a little bit of Instagram influencers, and almost no TikTok influencers. So it kind of just happened by accident. I started posting on TikTok in uh, December 2019. Um, and I, I, I got lucky because, um, you know, no one was on TikTok at that time. And I kind of just, you know, got there before anyone else and then kind of not blew up, but slowly but surely grew an audience. So I want to move into, you know, how long did it take for it to sort of start up? Because I mean, I know, you know, getting content and recording it and editing it does take a while. And of course, growing that fan base does take a while. So how long roughly could you say it took to become a social media influencer? Hmm, how long did it take? So I think I started at zero followers in December 2019. And now it is, what? Oh, it's August 2023. And I have 100,000 followers or I actually have 99,000 followers. So it's taken ages. I mean, it's like three to four years to grow this big. But I think in the start, it was quite quick. So I think I hit 40k within the first four or five months but then after that it was really slow um i also you know i got busy i started my law career i focused more on school than on social media so um my growth on social media really uh, kind of um slowed down yeah so, but then i think um, halfway through my social media career i also started uh, a radio job so i was on radio for a bit so i think that also helped kind of uh, bolster my social media presence 
Interesting. Did you maybe, you know, I mean, on the last couple of episodes of people have seen that, you know, we went into the education. Do you need maybe, you know, a degree or something to get into, you know, becoming a social media influencer? Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah, sure. So as in the couple of episodes before, you know, we've asked, we've talked about education and all. Do you need any, as per se, a degree in, you know, social media to become a social media influencer? Or can anyone become a social media influencer? Okay, you obviously don't need an education to become a social media influencer, but it's a really, it's a tough job because one day you're it and the next day you're not. So while it's a great job to have and it doesn't have any barriers to entry, your social media fame also doesn't last forever, right? So that's why I want to, I just want to say that first, that's why I decided to focus on my legal career as opposed to social media, because I know it has longevity and people can be lawyers for 25, 30, 40 years. Um, More than that, you know, even 50, 60 years, you have people who are lawyers, but you will rarely ever see someone who is celebrated online or in traditional media, who's past that 20 year mark I mean that's even an achievement in itself but usually you know you're hot you you know you're the hot news for probably five or six years and then you know uh, there's someone else there's someone younger uh, maybe who looks better than you who does it better than you so yeah so why did you you know get into social media I mean you know you could have done there's so much you know out there and why you know take on a hobby as social media So I've always been um, really inclined towards social media, sharing online, making things, making videos, whether it's for myself, you know, just filming, taking photos. It was always just a hobby and I never set out to, to make it an income source. I was just posting. So it kind of happened by mistake. But yeah, I was always creatively inclined. So uh, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And then I think I also found a good niche because I do Kenyan content specifically. Uh, then there's not too much competition in that field. So I do um, Kenyan content and then I'm also of Indian ethnicity. So I had a really good kind of niche where I fit in really well and people were interested. So that obviously externally motivated me to to keep on going. So um, this is just a quick one for the viewers. If you watch the episode with Ali Jawad, when he started Electric Tuk Tuks, he also focused on a niche. So um, there's someone that we got on earlier in the season where he started an electric tuk-tuk business in Mombasa, where he realized that, you know, is a niche where you know we're going electric so why not create an electric tuk-tuk no that's amazing and it's always about kind of finding that niche it's also good to to generally be good at a wide range of things but that niche really helps you whether it's on social media in the tuk-tuk business even in my legal career you see people who kind of niche down uh do really well yeah so are you happy being a social media influencer i know there's a lot of controversy you know with some people you know posting things so are you happy you know with what you're doing as a social media influencer it's difficult because 
I think I, I was happier when I was a, a bit younger. Um, when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, you don't have any consequences. You post online. It's all fun and games. I mean, your peers and uh, your classmates might also feel like that. Like there's no consequences to posting on social media and it's all fun. It's all a joke. But I think of recent, as I've started my professional career, I see that there are a lot of uh, consequences to what you post online. So whether it's, you know, your boss seeing it or a client seeing it or a competitor seeing it, um, they judge you from for what you post online. So like, for example, this podcast, right? I have uh, braids in and it's chilled. I don't look like a lawyer. And if someone maybe who works with me or um, who's, who wants me to work for them as a lawyer, if they saw this, they, they start to question, oh, you know, is she actually a, a serious person? Can she actually be a lawyer? So I think in the recent past, no, I haven't been happy with it because I'm struggling with finding a balance of having a really good professional outlook while still being myself and having fun on social media. But right now, I think there's a lot of friction between uh, those two things. Yeah, I think uh, many social media influencers will say that, you know, whatever, especially food content creators, you know, they always have to, you know, look professional, you know. And I mean, I think that's also led to, you know, some people maybe, you know, faking reviews just so. Is that following base, is that fan base that they get. So, I mean, do you think that, you know, being a social media influencer, is it a career that can be, you know, can sustain, you know, your living, your day-to-day -day living? Hmm. It can. Only if, obviously in the start, it's going to be difficult because you're not going to have that following, you don't have the contacts. I would say that, yes, it has supplemented my income to a point where I didn't think it could. But uh, because I focus on my legal career, I don't invest enough time into my social media uh, for it to actually bear fruit. So as of now, it is not my main source of income. But I think if, I, if anyone worked hard enough, it could be. Uh, but then, you know, it's not a stable source of income. It's a marketing okay. job. So those are all things you need to keep in mind. We also live in Kenya, which has, if you know, if you're on YouTube, it has a really low uh, CPM. So if you're making Kenyan content for Kenyan viewers, you're not earning as much as, you know, a US YouTuber. Uh, so there are a lot of factors to consider. It's probably not the most stable source of income. But it is definitely possible for it to be um, an income source. So um, I want to go into on average as maybe a Kenyan influencer, how much would you like, how much do you make on average? Mm -hmm. I don't think I can answer that, right? Because I have I don't have uh, a campaign every month, for example. Uh, yeah. But maybe I can give you like a, a range, right? Yeah. And then if someone wants to do the math, they, they can kind of figure it out. Uh, so I think the lowest I would charge for a post would be like for a small business. If a small business approached me, I would charge them like a thousand shillings for a, a story post, uh, which takes you, you know, probably five or six seconds. So when you look at it per hour basis, it's quite high. 
Um, so that's the lowest I charge. And then um, for videos, it can go up to um, like 30,000 for a video. But then it depends. You can be really lucky and get a brand that's like, hey, I want three videos a month. And then, you know, you're balling for that month. But then there'll be six months where you only get one one person who wants one story. So, yeah, I, I'm not balling from it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of variation in, you know, how it works. And I think that's what, you know, mainly every business mainly when starting out of course like you look at businesses when they start out it's not like you know every month they are you know selling the top products and all yeah but i mean there are certain influencers in kenya who are influencers full-time and i know they they do make a good living okay so whoever would like to you know, become an influencer, just spend a lot of time um I, you know as we can tell the money looks like it's really good you can never know, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you never know the, the, what's in the background. That's also true. So, I mean, I want to move on to, you know, the future, AI. How do you use AI, you know? What's your view on it? For social media? So, yeah, social media, day-to-day um, -day use. What's your view on it? I don't really use it as an everyday tool. I use it sometimes if I want a, a caption or for ideas. I don't use it to to make my content. I use it mostly to trigger my brain to be like, oh, wait, this is a good thing to think about. So it's more like when you have creative block, it can really trigger you. Um, I used it quite a bit when I was on radio because um, on radio, we had to think of topics every day. And, you know, the human mind can't really do that. So I used to use it then quite a lot. Or I used to use it for captions, for social media, quite a lot. But, um, yeah, I don't think I use it every day because I like that human touch, which AI can't give you. And that's what really helps build an audience, right? Having that human touch. AI is also not very Kenyanized. So it doesn't have context of certain Kenya things. So for example, I had asked it one day, I have, I used to have a series where I used to talk of about um, like facts about Kenya, like historical facts. So I asked a chat GPT to give me some and a lot of them were wrong. So it said that Kenya is one of the only countries to have a purple street light, uh, like the traffic lights. And I was thinking we definitely don't have a purple light on the traffic light. We barely even have working traffic lights. So ChatGPT totally made this up. So yeah, I don't really use it. So do you think as someone, you know, that's coming up as a social media influencer, do you think they could use, you know, ChatGPT and other AI tools, you know, to use or to make, you know, videos and posts on Instagram and TikTok? No, I think to be a social media, like, influencer or you know build an audience you either have it in you or you don't and i don't think ai could help you as much i'm sure there are some outliers who ai is doing wonders for them but i think for majority of people you either have it or you don't so okay well i mean i've seen you know some like places where you know ai will make the video for you like the, the script for you it'll do the voiceover for you do basically everything for you all you need to do is just you know press it and upload it on instagram and you know your views do you think that could maybe work 
No, it's boring, right? AI AI is pulling generic information, right? And it's using generic stock footage. Um, your brain is likely to just scroll past that. Also, our brains are going to start noticing what's AI generated, right? And it's going to start, you know, scrolling past it and filtering it out. The only place I would say I, I would think AI would really help is maybe like AI generated images. So some people may not be comfortable talking on social media. Um, so they might want to have an AI voice or they might want to have an AI video because they're not comfortable with their face online. Um, that's something I also contemplated because I was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable um, with my clients, my coworkers seeing my social media things. So maybe I should do an AI generated image. I haven't got there yet, but that could be one of the ways you could implement AI. Okay, so I want to ask about, you know, the career as a social media influencer. Is it competitive to get into, like, I mean, right now you're at almost around 100,000 followers. Is it competitive? It's super competitive. Um, it's extremely, extremely competitive because you're competing with, number one, your age group, people in Kenya and people abroad, right? So when you're starting a traditional career, so for example, I'm a lawyer, I'm only competing with people in Kenya who have studied law. And that's a lot of people. It's like 2,000 people a year. But then when you're on the internet and you're a social media influencer, there's no boundary of the internet. You are competing with, you know, huge YouTube stars and huge TikTok stars in America for that few seconds of time that people have on their phone. So yeah, the competition is insane. And also the people who who dedicate more time obviously have more views. The people who are, you know, willing to do certain things, whether it's, you know, just to win in the short term or do controversial things are likely to, you know, pass you in the short term. And um, if you're a more of a long-term player, you obviously get, um, you start comparing yourself. Uh, you don't do as well as them. Uh, you think, how do I compete with them as well? Uh, so for me, I know that, you know, I'm competing with people who are doing social media as their job and they post three videos a day. But I only post maybe three videos a month. So yeah, the competition is crazy. I, I think even right now, I'm I'm losing followers on TikTok instead of gaining yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, quite competitive. I mean, you know, we watch videos almost every day. I mean, I myself, you know, the first thing when I do when I wake up to check Instagram, which I know many people are going to say that's not good, but... I mean, yeah, if it helps so... you wake up, it helps you wake up. I <laughs> but I think maybe it's important for you and your classmates to realize that... No, what you see on social media is not a reflection of what life actually is. And because you're so young, it might seem glorious to become this social media influencer, but go for it. Do it in a respectful way, in a way that your future self will be proud of you. A, a way in which you, you're not embarrassed of it later on. Yeah, because I, I can imagine a lot of young people being pushed to do controversial things or say controversial things uh, just to get the five minutes of clout. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, the career being competitive. Do you think that causes stress among, you know, social media influencers? 
it depends who you are, right? If your whole world is the external validation you get from the likes and comments and views, then yes, it can be stressful. Uh, but if you look further than that and you say, oh, this is like for me, the way I view my social media, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, um, I'm in the red, I'm losing followers, but I love it. And I'm still going to post whether I'm losing or gaining. I'm doing it because I like making the item or making the content not really the external validation that comes from it. It can be stressful, though. I will say that this personally affects me when you get a lot of hate. So I get a lot of racist messages because, you know, my audience, not my audience, but maybe some people who come across my videos don't understand why I'm brown and I'm living in Africa. So I get a lot of like racist comments and things like that. That is extremely stressful. Yeah, and I think it's something that, you know, as the future sort of generation, when you sort of cut out that racism or, you know, those hurtful messages, that because, you know, then again, it starts amongst problems within creators, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, that's really stressful. It takes a toll on uh, your mental health, for sure, when you're just being hated on, especially if it's something you can't change yeah so do you think um is there space for you know more people to join into the career yeah there definitely is it's harder obviously when it's a platform that is already existing but i think on tiktok yeah for sure there's always space maybe not on instagram i can't imagine doing that so the final question for today's episode what's one piece of advice you'd give someone thinking of becoming a social media influencer um i want to be careful because i feel like you know you're very young and so are your classmates so it's fun but again just you know do it respectfully in a way that you are proud of the work you Um, you produce and I would say do it because you like producing and not because you like the clout that comes with it because the the clout comes and then it goes it's unstable right and um, also you can do it as a hobby you don't have to be a social media influencer right? If you like posting and you have 50 followers and you want to post as if you're an influencer and do reviews, just do it. You don't have to have this title of I am a social media influencer and I post reviews. You can do it on a small scale. You can do it as a hobby. It doesn't have to be a career. Like for me, it's not my career, right? It is my hobby, whether I make money from it or not. So that's what I would say. It's not the be all end all if you are or if you aren't a social media influencer and it looks great and it looks prestigious, but there are a lot more things you can do that are equally as prestigious. All right. That concludes today's episode and our last episode of this season. I'd like to thank again, Radhika for, I'd like to thank you for coming on, taking some time out of your day to do this. Thank you so much for having me. 
And, you know, I'm so glad that your school is doing something that's out of the box and doing this podcast thing. So congratulations to your school. I'm sure your teacher is super dope for allowing you to do this. And thank you for having me. And sorry I was late. <laughs> no worries, no worries. And I would also like to thank everyone else that took time out of their day to um, help me make this come true. We will be having one last episode, which is going to be a marathon of all the episodes combined in one. So do look forward to that. Other than that, from me, that is out. Radhika, any last words? See you later, and thank you for having me. All right, do make sure to check her out on Instagram and TikTok at Radhika X Core. Thank you so much for watching, and we're out.